0: This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 619, Vital Advice for Ricardo and his second IELTS exam. Today you'll meet three key student Ricardo who has questions about preparing for increased scores on his next test. Today's tips will help all IELTS candidates. Hello, IELTS energy listeners. Welcome, welcome, welcome to today's episode. Um, you are going to learn a lot today because we have a, an IELTS student just like you guys out there. And he has a lot of great questions. He is currently preparing to take the exam again. So we're going to talk about his experience so far, and then he gets to ask any IELTS questions that he wants. So listen up, guys, because you are going to get advice that is definitely applicable in your situation as well. So without further ado, Ricardo, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be on your show.
0: Yeah, awesome. We love having student guests and getting real um, situations, right? Because this is how other people can be motivated and know that they're not alone, right? There are so many people preparing for IELTS and it is not easy. So, Ricardo, why are you taking IELTS?
1: Um, Me and my family have decided to move to Canada. So, in order to achieve that goal, we, I need to, to pass the exam with really high grades.
0: And right. That's one okay. of the main
1: reasons I'm taking the exam.
0: So, you're looking for that express entry to Canada, right? Correctly. Okay. So, you need an eight listening, seven and all the rest? That's Correct. Okay. You can see that I am well familiar with this situation. There are so many students, a lot of Brazilians, who are seeking to immigrate to Canada. So, Ricardo, lots, lots of people are in the same situation as you, right? Um, okay. So, let's talk about what has happened so far. And maybe we could get some advice from here before your next exam. Okay. So, tell us how you prepare for your first exam and what scores you got
1: okay what I did was uh, two months before um, getting my my first exam I start uh, I started studying with the 30 day plan the mm-hmm. uh, that your course offers and uh-huh. I work every day so I can't yeah, I, I don't have that, that enough of time to accomplish everything. So what I did was to focus on every single aspect that you have in, on your course. And okay. I did that for around, uh, it took me more than 30 days. It took me 45 days to finish the okay. 30-day program. Because, uh, you know, there there are a lot of things that you have to do besides studying.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, of course. So, Ricardo, are you saying that um, you still did all the activities on the study plan, but it just took you longer?
1: Yes. Uh, actually, 10 more okay. days probably than the 30 okay. days I had planned. And after that, Jeez. I just continued practicing with online stuff. There is a, There are a lot of stuff in the Internet, and I I did the practice using... The three keys that I have learned with, with you.
0: Okay. Fantastic. So let's see. This is, first of all, this is great for other people to know that. We do have the 30-day plan and the 60-day plan, but if, like Ricardo, if you don't have time to do all the activities every day, you can stretch it out. Yeah. (laughs) You can, yeah, because you really do have to do everything on there, you guys. Um, I mean, all of the IELTS lectures and practice, yes, necessary, but you also need to strengthen your overall comprehension, right? And these extra activities, this is where you get vocabulary from and we know that vocab is one of the biggest things holding people back on all parts of the exam so okay i'm glad that you were still able to do everything on there and then you said that you did online practice so is that like just for test practice
1: yeah just tech uh, what i did i I looked up for cambridge books there there are many there and i printed the Printed the tests, and awesome. I did. I remember I had almost two weeks to practice, which okay. I I took time off work to do those two weeks uh, straight before the test. Actually, it wasn't okay. two weeks; it was a week and a half. And I okay. every single day I did one uh, one or two listening tests and two or three reading and I wrote an essay every single day on on that on that time but
0: that's a lot yeah (laughs) I,
1: I was aiming to get a high score
0: of course, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about your scores and then we can kind of backtrack as to maybe what you could have done differently or what you can do to prepare for the next exam. So, Ricardo, what were your scores on your first IELTS attempt?
1: Okay. My, my scores were I got 7.5 on reading. No, on, yeah, on reading. On listening, mm-hmm. I got a 6.5. I, mm-hmm. I got lost in the last four or five questions, and oh, suddenly at okay. the end, at the end, I figure out the last question what it was. So I knew oh, it, no. it was all over.
0: <laughs> it was all over. <laughs> That's a great idiom. Oh man. Okay. Um. And then writing.
1: Writing, I, I thought I did better than my, my score. I got a six point five.
0: Um, that's still really good though okay
1: I had enough time to to check I need more I know how to speak English but I need to learn how to spell some words that are in my mind <laughs> so that's one one of the concerns I have okay besides that on the listen on the speaking part I did very well I got a seven point five
0: Congratulations. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, thanks.
0: (laughs) You know, Ricardo, and I think I said this in Facebook as well. um, These are really great scores for your first time. Yeah, you do. I mean, I think the listeners out there, I think they're um, hearing these scores and they're like, I would love to have those scores. I mean, they're fantastic. I know they're not what you need. But the fact that this was your very first time. I mean, that's amazing. Like, that says a lot, okay? All right. So let's take this sort of step-by-step here. Let's talk about listening. So you need to go from a 6.5 to an 8 in listening. And you said that section four was the toughest part, right? Because you got lost at the end, and then it was all over. Um. So, Ricardo, like, how much listening are you doing, What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Uh, Only
1: on TV. And I have a couple of friends that speak English and I have been getting around with them once or twice a week uh, before the test. But uh, most of the time what I do is I just get into the BBC news and listen to Reporters in there, and okay. right now what I'm doing every every morning I'm trying to to do a listening test a practice listening tra- test I'm improving oh, wow. little by little one of the okay. things I notice memories uh, there's a lack there I can't remember exactly if I made a mistake there uh, I remember. The last uh, three or four days before there was uh, one of the questions in the listening part that had to be answered with Roman numbers and I get uh, miss, I get okay. messed up with Roman numbers It's not that I don't know them but sometimes <laughs> i I just put one or two more dashes on them so that will oh, no. count against me so what I did on the test yeah. was I rewrote in uh, Latin numbers, what they were, uh, I'm not sure if that was in both the reading and the writing, uh, the reading and the listening part. But that's one of the things I did, and I like it's in in the Facebook group. Uh, I asked asked you that before, and you answered that yeah. the, the, those will count against. And yeah. I r- remember on the reading part. Using your strategies that I learned, the scheming, scanning, and all of that, that I yeah. did very well. And in my <laughs> confidence, I, I got over an eight, yeah. probably a nine, because uh, I had spare time after after that. Wow. I finished around 20 minutes before the, all the questions, and I, that gave oh my God. me God to go back and review and and... Everything was all right, but probably I did that mistake on there.
0: Yes, oh my God, yes. So like all the matching headings to paragraphs, guys, this is, I mean, I'm sorry for you, Ricardo, but this is a good lesson for everybody out there that like matching headings to paragraphs, those Roman numerals, right? Yep. You have to use the Roman numerals to answer. You can't answer with just like a normal one and two right? You have to use those. So imagine, yes, Ricardo, if you had used those Roman numerals correctly, you totally would have got like an 8.5 or a 9 in reading. That's amazing. Oh, listeners, can you imagine being that confident on the reading exam? Like, Finishing 20 minutes early and just having all this time to check your answers and, like, just make sure everything's in place. Oh, I love it. That's amazing. Okay.
1: Something um, else to comment. Uh, the, yes. In, on the test day, uh, they seated us on rows. In each table, there were two, two guys or two girls. I don't know. We, had, we were two in my table. And the uh-huh. guy that was sitting next to me, um, on the on the listening part, you know, you have ten minutes after everything is done to to copy it to the answer sheet, and yeah. he did that also on the uh, reading part. He <gasps> filled oh. everything on the on the photocopy they gave you, not on the answer oh, sheet. no! And I oh no! I didn't know if to raise my hand and tell uh, tell someone or the no. guy that was in charge t- to yeah. make sure that he writes on the answer sheet till all the time was gone and he he was confused afterwards he didn't know what to do but the Ugh. the instructor was was kind he gave him like a, a minute to uh, to translate everything <gasps> into the paper no
0: that is so against the rules oh my God, there's no room for kindness in being an IELTS invigilator or an examiner. Like you, ha- like everyone yeah. has to follow the same rules. Oh my God, that's shocking. Okay. Well, listeners, you can't count on that happening because if that invigilator gets found out, they won't have a job anymore. Like you can't do that. Um, I mean, that's good for that guy. But Guys, yeah. Oh, what a headache. You have to know the test format before you go into the exam, right? Um, I'll link to another episode where I interviewed an IELTS invigilator, guys. Her name was Beck, and she does the test. Um, every week she's there all the time. So definitely come back to the blog post for this episode, guys. It's episode 619. I'll link back to that because you do need to know what happens on test day or like that guy wasted an hour of that reading test. Well, he would have if he didn't get to transfer his answers. Oh my gosh, that's a nightmare. Yeah, that (laughs)
1: distracted me a little, but since I had spare time. It didn't matter to me, but it, it, it gained my attention to it. I don't know if of you course. understand me.
0: Yeah, it would be distracting. It's like this whole panicky situation right next to you. And, I mean, your levels of anxiety are already so high on the exam that it, it is easy to get distracted or pulled out, you know, of your concentration. Um, okay, Ricardo, I want to go back to your specific situation. Now, As far as listening goes, raising that to an eight. It's not just about doing a listening test every morning. I think it would, you would be better off spending your time listening to different podcasts made for native speakers. Okay. Uh, BBC news is great, but it's the same all the time right same accents a lot of the same vocabulary to be honest and it it's going to lose its you know motivating quality after a while so ricardo replace that morning listening test with just listening okay podcasts made for native speakers um i just wrote was it a blog post no a youtube video uh recommending different um, resources for different accents. So you need to get Australian English, American English, and for another British podcast, this is from the video, um, I recommend The Bugle, (laughs) B-U-G-L-E, The Bugle, because it is, um, John Oliver used to be on it, and he's still on it sometimes, but it's all British accents, and it still is about current events and current topics, but it's hilarious. And that is something that the BBC news is not. <laughs> it's so like dry. It's fine, but you need to have more varied practice. Okay. okay. That's the key to getting the eight. Yeah. Don't, don't do too much listening, uh, test practice. So like maybe once a week, you know, you could dive into a listening test, but you just need to commit yourself to listening to a wide array of, of accents. Okay, Okay. So I think that's a big key for you. Also, as far as getting lost in Section 4, finding podcasts where they are monologues, where it's just one person talking for a long time and focusing on keeping track with that, that's going to prepare you for Section 4. So if you find something like um, the TED Radio Hour or the Moth Radio Hour, these storytelling podcasts, and listen with your eyes closed – Right. So you're just you're just focusing. All of your attention is on this one speaker. I think that's going to help you as well. Okay, So, Ricardo, when is your next exam?
1: I'm planning on taking my exam two months from now. That'll be 10th of November 10th.
0: Okay, so Ricardo, that's a super long time. (laughs) You have a lot of time to prepare, so definitely um, go through the modules again. Review the strategies, right? But you need to spread out the test practice. So guys, this is advice for everyone out there. If you have this much time to prepare, do not overdo the test practice right away, because that's just, that's going to kill the motivation. And I've seen it happen, I promise. I've seen it happen so many times where students overdo the test practice and their scores start going down. And that happens like two weeks before the exam. They start seeing a decrease in their scores. And that just leads to disaster. So what you need to do is slowly build that up towards your exam, right? So if you have two months, I would say for the first month, do maybe one test practice a week and spread it out. Monday, do a listening test. Wednesday, do a reading test, right? Just to maintain those skills. But the rest of the time, you're really working on the other stuff, the vocab, the spelling, right? The listening comprehension, okay? And then a month before your exam, you could start increasing that. So you're doing more test practice as the exam approaches. Okay? So we talked about listening. Reading is good. Still do reading test practice, but I think that's going to be a 9, like, no doubt. And writing that 6.5. So spelling is definitely an issue. Start keeping a spelling list, Ricardo. Every time you spell something wrong in, like, on a listening test or as you're writing and you use the dictionary to check, or even if you see a word while you're reading and you're like, oh God, I always spell that wrong, add it to your spelling list. And this is a list that will be part of your vocabulary notebook, okay? And you're going to review this three times a week. And for the words that you spell wrong, you're going to write them like 10 to 20 times each. Okay. You know, yeah, that's that's the muscle memory. That is muscle memory. Well, our brain's a muscle, but that's how you're going to remember these words. Because spelling is a big deal. I mean, that could have been the half a band difference, you know?
1: Um,
0: And you're Brazilian, correct?
1: No, I'm Bolivian. I speak Spanish. Oh, you're
0: Bolivian. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, Well do make sure the punctuation is um correct as well cuz i know in spanish and portuguese there the punctuation is different right the usage of commas is different so double check and make sure that the punctuation is correct as well cuz that's something that a lot of students overlook and that does hurt the the, the score. grammar score okay okay now for speaking you already got a 7.5 okay before we finish today's episode, this is—it's a long episode, guys, full of advice. But let's get one tip from you, Ricardo. How did you get that seven point five on speaking?
1: Ah, uh, let me let me think. First of all, I had I practiced all the the words you had on your on your on your course. Awesome the ten, ten list, but I actually didn't have the time or the situation to put them in practice. What I did was to relax and and think that the examiner was like a friend. Uh, awesome. That that that, that builds up your key. confidence know, for sure. And that
0: is such good advice. Yeah, that is such good advice. You guys, if you can talk to the examiner, like a friend, you are relaxed. You are confident. That's awesome. Okay, guys, if you want access to all of these strategies that Ricardo is talking about and will continue to use in the next two months before his next exam. Remember guys, we have a special just for podcast listeners, how to wake up the examiner on the speaking Exam. So go to all earsenglish.com forward slash basic or earsenglish.com forward slash coach, and get that special package just for podcast listeners. And also, as a last note, guys, leave us a review. We are having a contest this month. Leave us a review in iTunes or Stitcher. Be honest, and you might get chosen to come on the show just like Ricardo. Okay, Ricardo, I am so proud of what you achieved so far in your very first attempt Okay. I think you deserve to feel such a sense of pride and achievement in that and let that motivate you moving forward because those scores are only going to get better. Okay.
1: Thanks. Thank you. Really. <laughs> Thank
0: All right, you Ricardo. for giving me the
1: time to be on your, your pot. Really yeah, appreciate for it.
0: sure. Yeah, for sure. Ricardo is one of the most active students in our Facebook group, and that is why he was chosen to come on today. So thank you for being so engaged in the Facebook group and engaged in your IELTS practice. Um, I look forward to answering more questions from you. Thanks.
1: (laughs) Thank you for your time.
0: All right, Ricardo. Have a good day, okay? You too. Okay. Bye. Bye.